Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. Help for us Christian misfits. And the term misfits just simply means sometimes you feel like you just don't belong. Does that describe you? If so, you are truly welcome here, my friend. Hi, I'm Dr. J. Keith Brown. Just call me Keith. And my mission in life is to help my, quote, fellow misfits heal their hurts and move their mountains. Just a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the pleasure of speaking, teaching, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the country. I am also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books. And let me tell you, I've had the pure pleasure of coaching and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. And I am proud of all those things, but I have also experienced setbacks. I know what it's like to experience true loss, and I know what it's like to be attacked within the faith. So, I want to help those misfits out there to truly heal those hurts and move those mountains. Now, just a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need those two things, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, grab a coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat. This is Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. This is just a Bible Talks, and I wanted to jump on real quick and just share with you um, just a few thoughts about this week's lectionary reading, and specifically from the gospel. This week, churches all around the world will be reading Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3, and 11b through 32. Now, you might recognize this as if you've been in the church at any time at all, if you were raised in the church perhaps, you will recognize this as the story of the prodigal son. In this account, Jesus tells a parable, and we know that a parable was not meant to be factual. It was a story. It was a way of communicating that Jesus had to tell stories to try to communicate very valuable lessons. And there are many in this parable indeed. Um, But as I looked at it, and I read on it, and I studied it once again, And uh, I was just driven by a few thoughts that I had specifically around how it might apply to those people that I try to help encourage and love and support, and that is those in the LGBTQ plus IA family. So with that in mind, I want to just share with you these thoughts. And I use the word drift, and 
I haven't done this in a while because um, I don't know why, but I just I just haven't. But if you were around from the beginning of this podcast, uh, I'm sort of the king of acrostics. I love in my own personal use to write a word vertically on a page and then derive the lessons from that word, the first letter of each um, the first letter of that word, uh, and and try to to coordinate that into my lesson. And that's what I'd like to do today is share with you some thoughts from this story, The Prodigal Son, um, using the word drift. So if you've got a piece of paper and a pencil or pen, just write the word drift vertically on a piece of paper. Now, if you don't remember this story, it's about a father who had two sons. There was a younger son and an older son. The younger son was going, you know, Dad, I, I've been with you, and I've been living here and raised here, and, and, and you know what? I just think there's more to the life than what I'm experiencing here. So I want to go away. So would you give me my inheritance now and let me leave? The father, the story says, did just that. He gave his younger son his portion of his inheritance. The younger son goes off and for a while, he's living the high life. He's having it made. He's doing all kinds of things. He's as happy as he can be until he runs out of do-re-mi. The cash is gone. So what does he wind up doing? This good Jewish boy winds up, the story says, standing in a pig yard feeding swine. Now, if you know anything about the Jewish tradition and custom, this would have been purposely, Jesus would have used this illustration to just prove how lowly this boy was at this particular time in his life. There would have been nothing, I think, any lower perhaps for a Jewish boy to be standing in a pig pen. But it is while he's there and feeding the food to these swine that he realizes that even the men who work for his father, those that serve him, um, eat better than he's eating. And so he, he begins to realize that, you know, the only thing that I can really do, the best thing I can do, is to go back to my father. Now, I can only imagine that was a very difficult decision, can't you? I mean, you know, he, he was a big shot. He decided to take his inheritance and leave, and now he's got to go, oh, I've got to eat crow. I've got to go back. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when I've sort of had to eat crow. Maybe I said something I shouldn't have and had to go back and apologize. And, or maybe I did something to someone and I shouldn't have, and I've had to go back and sort of eat crow and apologize. I think a lot of us have experienced that, but maybe not to the degree of this young man in this story. Because he's, he's, he's standing there and he goes, oh my goodness, I really don't have any other alternative. I've got to go back to my father. So he takes off. And this is where the story gets really interesting for me, because Jesus says that the father, and realizing in this, in this scenario that the father is God and the sons are you and me, the older being the one who stayed there and was faithful and the younger being a lot of us who um, drift away, if you will. And uh, the son goes and, and the story goes that he, the father sees him at a distance. The father has been looking for him. Um, this whole time, he's been watching out, believing and hoping, I think, that his son would return, which he ultimately did. So the father runs out, he goes to the son, and he welcomes him back, and then he tells his servants to kill the fatted calf, and we're going to have a great party and celebrate, for my son is home. 
And it's a beautiful story. But then the older brother, he has some issues because he's going, wait a minute, why are you celebrating this younger brother when I've been here the whole time doing the right thing, you know, trying to be good, trying to be a good son for you to help you. And yet when he comes back, you give a party and you celebrate. And the father looks to the older son and says, son, you've been here the whole time to enjoy and experience all that I have because all that I have is yours. Now, I don't know about you, but I've known some Christians that sometimes um, get a little sour if somebody perhaps leaves the faith for a while and comes back and they go like, well, you know, what right do they have to come back? I've been here faithful all my life. I never walked away. I never, you know, rebelled, blah, 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 blah. And Jesus says, oh, that's not the way to be. So let's look at this story for those in the LGBTQ plus community. Again, we're going to use this word drift. And I want to just share with you these five thoughts that I had. The number one is this, and it derives from the D. Daring to question and search is normal and okay. Daring to question and search is normal and okay. This son actually did in this story, maybe something that was a little unusual in this day, but in in today's world, it wouldn't have been unusual at all. I mean, in fact, we encourage young people, our children, to set their course, to go and, and, and seek the life that's right for them and to succeed and, and to pursue. And we also should say the same thing when it comes to our Christian faith. There is a movement. We often hear the word now, deconstruction. And whatever you think about the word, I typically refer to it as just analyzation because I think we just sit down and analyze our faith for what it is. But for whatever you call it, I think that those that are struggling, especially those in the community that have experienced trauma, it is perfectly natural and okay for them to want to explore, them to want to question, them to want to seek answers, and perhaps even go through a separation of sort. I've known many people that I've worked with that did never left the church. They might have changed from one church to another, but I've also worked with some that have left the church permanently. That was their decision. And I have worked with some who have left the church for a period of time and, like this son, come back. Whatever that is for you, my friend, if you're struggling, if you're hurting, if you're trying to figure this whole thing out as it relates to your sexual identity, let me tell you that that's okay. It's perfectly natural. And it's also very okay to ask the hard questions because truthfully, those of us who have faith, those of us who do pursue knowledge and of the text, and those who, of us who do uh, pursue a good relationship with Jesus Christ also have questions. I know I do. There are many things that I ask and go, God, I don't get this. I don't get why you do that. God, I don't understand why you allow that. God, I don't, I don't get everything. And and God whispers into my spirit, yeah, I know, Keith, you're not God. And I go, right, yeah, yeah, you're right, God. But is it okay if we seek and ask and search? 
And I think the Father says, indeed it is. So there's the D. What about the R? Returning is always possible. Now, in most circumstances in this story, in this day, in this culture, it would have been very, very difficult, I think, for this young boy to come back. He had separated himself from the family, from the tradition, from the connection, from the history. And yet he wanted to come back. That would have been hard. But beautifully told by Jesus, he did just that. And the returning was possible. So let me just tell you, dear friend, if you're struggling right now, and maybe you don't feel connected to God, or you, you're, you're questioning your relationship with God, and part of you goes, I'm missing something. I'm missing something even maybe that I had before, even in the traumatic experience of the church that I was raised I still, even in the midst of that, had a connection with God that I don't feel and experience right now. Well, I can tell you, I can promise you that returning is always possible. Returning is always possible with God. God will never turn his back. God will never say no. God will never shut the door to you. I love the word in the wording in the Greek here. If you go back and look at this sentence structure and the grammar, the syntax, it's, it gives the idea in the in the ancient language of this father running to Jesus, uh, running to the son, and picking him up and and holding him, and squeezing him, and kissing him, and kissing him, and kissing him. That's the picture that Jesus paints here. Now, what kind of welcome do you think that is? And if Jesus tells a story that this father welcomes this wayward son in that fashion, then how much more, my dear friend, would our God welcome us back? Yeah, of course, I think absolutely. What about the I? I need to move on. I'm, I Sometimes I just get a little excited and get a little long-winded. The I, inclusion is an absolute. When this young man came back, the father welcomed him back into the fold. And then not only did he welcome him, he celebrated. He gave a party. And I believe that when people want to be part of the family of God, when they want to love Jesus, when they want to have a relationship with Jesus, I believe that they are absolutely included into the fold. They are included and invited and celebrated at the table of our Lord. So to me, inclusion, and that includes you, my dear LGBTQ plus family. It includes you. Hear me again. It includes you. You are part of that family. You are part of the Jesus followers. Celebrate that. Accept that. Live in that. Pursue that. Celebrate that. What about the F? Fellowship with God is a beautiful experience. Now, I can only speak from my own personal life here. There have been times in my life when I have gone through deep trauma, 
brought to me by people within the church primarily that I have been angry with God. There have been times when I have felt separated from God, disconnected from God. Again, often at the results of some trauma. And in those moments, I know that my life, again, can only speak for me, okay? Those moments, my life, my life was not complete. There was something missing inside of me. And folks, let me tell you, I am one of the most imperfect Christians there is. Don't look at me as a poster child for what it means to be a Christian, because I'm not. I'm just me, the real me. And even in all that imperfection, God still loved me. Even in my moment of rebellion, God still loved me. And when I came back to him, he never left me, by the way, but when I came back to him and I said, God, I need you. Jesus, I love you. Please be with me. And can I tell you, when I asked that and when I sought that, the fellowship that I had then and the fellowship that I have now with God is truly a beautiful experience. And if I could wish that on every single person I do, because I truly do believe that when we are in intimate relationship with Jesus, there is beauty to be felt, beauty to be seen, and beauty to be lived. All right. Draft the T, the last letter in that word, and I've left, <laughs> well, maybe the most pointed of all these statements that I have made in this little podcast episode. The T. Here it is. You ready? Take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for yourself. Notice, my dear friend, that the father didn't go chasing after the son. He didn't send any of his servants after the son. He didn't go kidnap the son. Now, is, was, if this was God, would God be present with the son? Absolutely. Because God never isn't around. But in this story, this human story, the father doesn't pursue the son. And what happens? This son, who really understands that he screwed up big time, understands and says, oh, wait a minute. I've got to take responsibility for what I did. I've got to take responsibility for my decision. I've got to take responsibility to now do what is best for me. So, my dear friend, all I'm saying here is this. If you are LGBTQIA and you were raised in the church, I am sorry that you have been hurt. It wasn't right, it wasn't fair, and it is 
ugly. And I think it is a stench in the nostrils of a living God. Now, that is not to say that it is not significant. It is. But here's the thing. If we ever want to get better, if we ever want to heal, if we ever want to get beyond the the pain that we're experiencing this day, and maybe some days are better than others, but it's never completely healed. If we ever want to get beyond that and live the best possible authentic life we can, then we, you and me, and anyone else in this position must take responsibility for our healing. That is not to say that there is not help available. There is. God is there. I believe that. There are people like me that are there to help and to direct and encourage and mentor you. And there are other people that will love and support you that will be there. But nobody, no other human being can do this for you. It has to come down. My dear, precious friend, it has to come down to you making a decision to heal that crap. Okay? And if I can help you in that, please do check my website. Look at all my coaching. Look at my courses. Join a free group. Any way that you can connect, please, please do. Because my heart and my work is to serve and help you be better. Okay, well, that's my little take for the community on the prodigal son from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter. Thank you for joining me. I do appreciate it. And I hope I'll see you next time on Coffee with Keith. And the next episode will be a Table Talks. And it's a good one, I promise. So join me for the next edition of Coffee with Keith. Until next time, heal those hurts move those mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend.